It's Monday, June 28th, and you've got Oz in your ears. This is David Osmond for Radio Free Oz, and I'm backstage just uh, off the main set of Afghan Gladiator. That's that hot new TV show that gives returning vets from AFPAC a chance to go back for another tour of counterinsurgency. Exciting show, and here's the winner of tonight's contest, the former National Guardsman who already revolved through eight tours over there. It's PTSD First Class Crystal McStanley. Well, tell us something about yourself, Chris. Uh, yes, sir. Well, um, I joined the Marines when I was 18 for on-the-job training, and it sure was because, uh, like, uh, three days later, I was in AFPAC. Oh, <laughs> want to go back, but they said I'm too used up, so I guess I showed them up. Well, I guess you did. Well, Ed, you, you must have brought home some souvenirs or something from your last tour, right? Yeah, PTSD, night sweats, the crabs, and I used to be a woman, but the Army took care of that last time I, I looked. Oh, really? Well... That's sad, yet there's something comfortably ironic about about that, too, Chris. But tell us all about the Afghan Gladiator Challenge. Well, sure, sir. First, there's the uh, pop-up firefights. Mm-hmm. I get five points for every turban, and, and I lose five for every CD. That's collateral, collateral damage. damage. I ended up just, just over even. Uh-huh. Then there's the uh, IED swamp thing. I had to drain the swamp and replace it with a girl's school mm-hmm. without blowing anybody up. Mm-hmm. Nation building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And then comes bribe the warlord stuff, right. you know. Right. It's uh-huh. tee up or get terminated on the Kabul to freaking nowhere highway. Cost me an arm and a leg. Oh, really? Glad it wasn't mine. Uh, well, me too. Say, you survived those first three t- challenges, and, and but 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 how did the big show end up? It ended up, man, in the poppy field. You know, you have to dream your way out of it. Really? It's kind of like the war itself, huh? Well, tell me, how, how'd you do it? Well, I used my big jar here of Fratricet. It's, it's a meth-enhanced electrolyte replacement system, and it keeps me up all day. Because, yeah. see, over there, they, they, they own the day uh, and the night. It really oh. doesn't matter. Well, uh, so wait, you you won something, though, besides the, the tour to go back. Yeah, right? I get this case of Bud Light Lime. That's enough to get the general from Paris to Berlin and then the Hummer. The Army gave you a Hummer? Not just the down payment, but it's got robusted air conditioning and skin seats. Well, so that's your job. It's not not a tough one. You're just driving the general. Isn't no, it, huh? sir. Our orders are to clear, hold, and forget about it. Well, well what about winning the war? There's no winning, sir. It's uh, uh, just survival. Well, PTSD, First Class Crystal McSamley, that's just what you've done on Afghan Gladiator today. So from me to you, good luck on your way back to Stan. Thanks. By the way, all those countries over there are called Stan something. What does that mean? Did they tell you what that means? Yeah, sir, Stan is Muslim for pain. Afghani pain, Uzbekis pain, Paki pain, Missouri pain. (laughs) Well, no pain, no gain. Yeah, well, lots of one and uh, none of the other. But but it's a good war, sir. Uh I already signed up my unborn children to over there and forget what I'm going to go over and uh, clear and hold. Well, it sounds like you've got it all under control, uh, Stan, and, and, and this is uh, David Osmond for Radio Free Oz here at the Bob Hope Studios in Burbank, California. Heidi ho Radio Free Oz in your ears. I'm your host, Peter Bergman. My co-host, David Osmond. Hey, Pete. You know, I'm still kind of breathing hard from all of those graduation exercises. Boy, what a busy couple of weeks there were there. 
college graduate, high school graduation, middle school graduation. It was like every kid I know was somehow making the leap into another dimension out there into, you know, the world of... Of, of whatever. Of whatever. Yeah, of no jobs. But, uh, you know, yep. I always love them because some people give weird speeches. You know, they oh, ask yeah. people because they're famous, but they don't know how to speak and they don't figure that out until they get there. No, I, it would be difficult. I, I think I'd probably make it up on the spot, sort of out of the ink blots on the page in front of me. But Patty Smith did that. You know, Pat, Patty Smith, the, uh, well, what the, um, she's a singer, performance I artist. Bo- I uh, split a bill with her. Whole thing. I Patty split Smith. a bill with her in Madison, Wisconsin. Did you Proctor pay her and half? Bergman. She paid her half. <laughs> Good. And that was the time I drove under the, uh, the, this, parking garage there and it said eat the rich on the wall mm. okay patty well go, patty go, go. she spoke at uh, pratt institute yep she said my greatest urge is to speak to you of dental care my generation had a rough go dentally our dentists were the army dentists who came back from world war ii and believed that the dental office was a battleground you have a better chance at dental health and i say this because you want at night to be pacing the floor because your fuse is burning inside of you, because you want to do your work, because you want to finish your canvas, because you want to help your fellow man. You don't want to be pacing because you need a damn root canal. So floss, use salt baking soda, take care of your damn teeth. Thank you, Patty. What's next? Patty Smith. Well, John McCain, you know, John McCain was there. Dang uh, fence McCain. Yeah, he was at Ohio Wesleyan University. What's he doing? That's a peaceful university with, with, with very fine liberal arts leanings. What's John doing? Well, there? they gave him two paragraphs. You might think that I'm now going to advise you not to be afraid to fail. Wait a minute. Do that again. Okay. That's that's a rebus. I'm John McCain speaking. Okay. You might think that I'm now going to advise you not to be afraid to fail. No. You with me so far? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not. (laughs) Be afraid. Yeah. Be afraid. Okay. Speaking from considerable experience, failing stinks. Just don't be undone by it. Failure is no more a permanent condition in his success. This for, man. But for, but for you, John. <laughs> for you, John, five ninety nine. I don't know. This man, he was this close to being president of the United States. Be afraid. Be very afraid. One more. Huh? Okay, one more. Well, this is Glenn Beck, of Uh-oh. course. Glenn Beck, who was invited to, no surprise, Liberty University. That's the only place that'll let him talk. Okay, Glenn said this. Uh, okay. Learn. Laugh. Love, sleep hard, but sleep less. Pray on your knees. To whom much is given, much is required. You have been given the world and beyond. Dot, dot, dot. Never want anything too much. You will pay too high of a price one way or another. That's writing, isn't it? Man, that, man what that prose. Pro style. Come on. Wow. He's superb. Uh, he goes on. Labels are meaningless, but Louis Vuitton's shoes are really the best. <laughs> That's it. it no, it's, okay. there's, there's one more. There's more. One, one. The kids at Liberty, they want, they want the paragraph that's going to change their life. Here it comes. Someone you meet today is afraid or suffering. They've just been listening to John, John McCain. McCain. And they're afraid of being afraid. Right. Find them. Find them every day and comfort them. Shoot to kill. Always tithe. Shoot to kill. Always tithe. 
Well, I'm going to, that's the name of this segment, obviously, Shoot okay. to Kill, all, 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 but ah, Glenn Beck, he's just another of these nons that have become so important and, and so wealthy by saying anything in their little minds. Yeah. Someone you meet today is afraid or suffering. Find them. Kill them. No, I'm sorry. Always tithe. No, that's not it either. Oh, well. Thanks, Glenn. Now, this story takes me back to the Kennedy administration, where I was an intern, and I worked on the Senate Subcommittee on Migratory Labor. I was uh, uh, what you call a, a writing legislative assistant, whatever it was. And, and we had to put together six different bills uh, that had to do with migratory labor, um, you know, good working conditions, good housing, health, transportation, and uh, child labor laws. We wrote them all, and the Southern Democrats and the Republicans got together and defeated them all. Well, now here it is, 2010, and something's happening. The Obama administration has opened a broad campaign of enforcement against farmers who employ children and underpay workers, hiring hundreds of investigators and raising fines for labor and wage violators. This is the new New Deal. A flurry of fines and mounting public pressure on blueberry farmers is only the opening salvo. Labor Secretary Hilda L. Solis said in an interview, now Ms. Solis, the daughter of an immigrant farm worker, aha, said she was making enforcement of farm labor rules a priority. You go, girl. At the same time, Congress is considering whether to rewrite the law that still allows 12-year-olds to work on farms during the summer with almost no limits. The blueberry crop has been drawing workers to eastern North Carolina for decades. But as the harvest got underway in late May, growers stung by bad publicity and federal fines were scrambling to clean up their act, even going beyond the current law to keep all children off the fields. I like that. The growers were also ensuring that the workers, mainly Hispanic immigrants, would make at least the minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. Quote, I picked blueberries last year and my four-year-old brother tried to, but he got stuck in the mud, said Miguel, a 12-year-old child of migrants. The inspectors find the farmers, and this year, no kids are allowed. So his four-year-old won't be stuck in the blueberry mud this year. Again, good news. 